everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Royal Sunny Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie, and joining me as per usual is Patrick Meehan. Pat, first podcast of the new year and first podcast of the new season. Before we begin, how are you doing? How was your holiday, your New Year's? How, how's, how's everything going with you? Hey, yeah, it was due to come back soon and uh, it's finally here. I'm excited because, um, you know, we're talking about Rayados, obviously, and Rayados got me a little bit excited. We'll talk about it a little bit more in depth this episode, but no, the holidays were perfectly fine. I saw my family. Um uh, and just the usual, pretty much. Uh, hopefully, everybody also had a good uh, start of the year or end of the year and start of the year. And uh, we could all enjoy uh, watching Rayados this season. So let me go with the starting uh, 11 before we get into all the topics that I want to get into uh, for this episode. So against Atlas, the starting 11 consisted of Hugo Gonzalez as the captain. You had a back line of Jesus Gallardo and Stefan Medina as the fullbacks. Uh, at central defense, you had Sebastián Vegas and César Montes. In the midfield, you had Ponchito González, uh, Matías Cananeviter, and uh, Charlie Rodríguez. Uh, up top, you had uh, Avila Surtado, Vincent Janssen, and Rogelio Funes Mori. Uh, Rogelio Funes Mori scored the two goals for the 2 nothing win against that last the first win in the Javier Aguirre era, and three points along with the goose egg clean sheet that, you know, was rarely seen last season. So, Pat, let's get started. I already told you, I've, I've told you off, off air where I wanted to go, but I'll let you hit the floor first. What what area, what what topic, or what uh, what caught your eye in this 2 nothing win against Atlas? Um... So I think the the very early goal that Rayo scored, I think it was 37 seconds. I think, you know, I'm pretty sure every everything, you know, Javier Aguirre didn't want to change anything tactically, but I think mentally something changed. So I don't think that gave us like a, a, a perfect example or sample that uh, of what Aguirre and these players can do because... Uh, I, I, I saw a lot of the same things, but I did see some some different ones as well. Like some of the same ones where, you know, the we're still not scoring goals. Like, yeah, we scored two, but we could have scored seven easy <laughs> goals. So that's one of the things. And then at, by the end of the game, physicality. I feel like that's something that's still bothering this team. But what I did like was seeing, I, I remember your tweet, like Jonathan Gonzalez coming in. And, you know, we did see more movement of the bench and more exciting movement off the bench because I feel like uh, this past few seasons, uh, we, we just haven't seen that much of it just because of physically we're torn down. So it was exciting to see this team to start off the season being 100% fit, 100% in, with a new mentality. And I like what I saw um, uh, like footballing wise, so uh, it was pretty much a, an exciting game in all those senses. And, and also, another thing to mention, it was against Atlas, who's probably as well not the best like sample to know what this team is capable of doing. But you know, I took what we what we got in a in the first game for Javier Aguirre with this team. Uh, I wanted to touch on the back line because uh, midway through last week. It was officially announced, especially with Nico Sanchez 
uh, being diagnosed with COVID, that the back line would consist of uh, Jesus Gallardo, Sebastian Vegas, uh, Cesar Montes, and Stefan Medina. All four guys are national team talents. All of them have played for their respective national teams, and this is the back line I've been really, really wanting to see for the last couple of months, especially when they brought in uh, Vegas. Pat, what was your first uh, initial reaction once they announced that this would be the starting, you know, back line for Monterrey? Because uh, w when you look at the statistics, it, you know, especially through SofaScore, they all scored above, you know, a 7.0 rating. Uh, for me, Cesar Montes was arguably the best of the four. Him and Stefan Medina, like that right side, you know, let, let's get into it. What, what were your thoughts on the on the back line? Because I, I've like I said, I've been wanting to see this back line. Uh, I got it, and I got you know I was more than happy with with their performance. But what, what did you make of it? Yeah, I think that was probably the, one of the most exciting things. I know we all or a lot of us want the two strikers in the front with Jensen with Jensen and Funes Mori. But for me, the most exciting line was the back line uh, because, like you said, all four caliber national team players and, you know, young players. You know, uh, we've said this all last year. We need to get younger in the back line. And, you know, this first week we had exactly that. And not only are they young, but they're also national team caliber players. So I think that was my most um, exciting point. I know, or, yeah, like previously... For, before the game, I know Atlas wasn't going to be super scary for us, but, you know, uh, it's good to see, see that back line. So you make sure nobody scores on us. And and it happened. Nobody scored with Atlas. And and we remember last season where we got scored on every single game. You know, there's something I, I kind of caught. I, uh, under under Turku Mohamed, you would see Gallardo be more offensive-minded. Uh, usually he'd be up top. Usually have a you know a, a decent amount of crosses into the box. Uh, he'll be highly active on 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 the attack. But when I took a look at his numbers, I, I didn't I, I didn't get to watch the replay of the game. I forgot to record it because usually you know uh, during the game you know I'm doing a lot of social media stuff. So sometimes I can miss like little details. Usually I like to record the game. Then later on that night I'll or the following day or whatever uh, before we record I'll I'll you know watch it again just to 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 see if I you know just to to see if I miss any de uh, smaller details that I didn't that I didn't pick up but uh, I don't know if you saw anything or you know if you you caught that but Gallardo wasn't as active offensively as he has been especially under under Mohamed I didn't he didn't have any crosses I don't remember him having a lot of like passes into the box uh, in terms of, like, you know, the final third. I think Javier Aguirre is, is installing more, hey, let's let's be more defensive sound uh, first before we think about uh, being, being you know, heavily involved in the attack. At least that's the perspective I have because, for the most part, it looked like uh, Gallardo was sound defensively uh, on the right side. It's, you know, Stefan Medina looks to be his you know especially in this game he looked to be his his old self his old reliable self uh, but yeah I, I don't know if you caught that from from Gallardo where 
he really wasn't involved in the attack and and I think he prioritized it, he prioritized more the the defensive aspect of his game. Yeah, I mean, I I don't remember like thinking about it during the game, but now that you mention it, you're right because we've normally seen him. Uh, I think especially with Diego Alonso, he was definitely more a winger than than anything else, and uh, we've seen him we've seen him go back a little bit more, try to get that left back position, um, you know, unlock. I know bringing Sebastian Vegas in was like, uh, well, you have those two now because you don't have Bagnoni. So any of those two can play left back. And I like what they did with Gallardo being a left back, uh, Vegas center back. Um, especially, you know, there's, there's going to be teams where we need to put more players up top and it's good to have Gallardo in the left side and, and he can definitely go into attack whenever it's needed. But for this game, I didn't, I don't remember, I don't recall any like of his plays going up top and, and it wasn't really that needed as, as well. So, uh, I like what I saw there. Yeah. He had zero crosses. I, I, I'm looking at his stat line. He had zero yeah, crosses. That's crazy. Didn't really like, you know, his offensive duels, you know, was only, you know, two for four. Uh, really, re- you know, his offensive numbers really not that astounding. Again, I think, I think Aguirre is telling him, hey, prioritize your, your defensive, you know, reli- reliabilities or, or, you know, prioritize that first. Get that sound before thinking offense. I, I think he's trying to install some type of, uh, you know, defensive responsibility that they have and, and make sure they're not caught up, caught out of position or, or, you know, put their, their teammates in a, in, in a bad position. So at least that's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, that's, that's from what I saw. That's, you know, the, what I'm speculating, but um, anything else that you wanted to add from that back line, because again, that's what I wanted to see. That's what I want to see going forward. Like no offense, Nico Sanchez, you're the third. You're the third. You know, central yeah. defender now. Like at this point, like you, sh- uh, I don't think he should be. He, he should be a starter anymore. Like this, the, keep going, keep riding this back line until injuries hit or something else. But this should be the starting. You know, the starting for going forward until otherwise, until you know, there's a drop in form. Or injuries happen, but yeah, this is, for me. This is this is the back for that that Aguirre should be riding with the entire season. Yeah, I don't think there's a question about it. I mean, we like you said, they're they're national team players. Simple as that. And uh, it's time to, I guess, um, stop respecting hierarchies. You know, if Nico yeah. Sanchez not doing well, to put the next one in, and I don't see that as. A, bad thing and I think Kyra will do that definitely. Um let's transition into the into the midfield. Uh it looks like for me Matias Caranavitar will be the number five. I know some people are pushing for Celso, but if I remember correctly, uh in the in the preseason, uh I really like Caranavita for his ability to either if I remember he to either retrieve the ball or break up pla- uh, passing lanes. One of the two, if I remember right, um, and that's that. I think that was his explanation. You know why he 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 really liked the player, uh, so he went with him. And, and then in midfield, that featured uh, Ponchito Gonzalez and Charlie Rodriguez. For me, the arguably the best game of Ponchito Gonzalez Monterrey career. Uh, 
Charlie Rodriguez. I kind of think he's back to his former self. He, he looked really good. Uh, but what did you make of the midfield, especially Ponchito Gonzalez, who uh, created that, you know, that he, he had that back, you know, that back and go with uh, Punes Mori that generated that first goal. And he created the uh, handball that led to the penalty kick that Punes Mori converted. Uh, what was your overall thoughts uh, from, from the midfield? Yeah, um, I think, yeah, Ponchito was, was amazing. That that little combination he had with Funes Mori for the first goal was beautiful. And then he just he just dominated. I think he, he, he can he can really be a good player. I mean, we really don't see him play just because he's he's always injured. So if injuries respect him, I think he can be an awesome player in addition to this team one hundred percent. Now, in the Celso Craneviter uh, side of things, I liked what I saw from Craneviter and I absolutely do not mind if Craneviter is the starter and then Celso comes in to kind of go into a double five if you want to close out the game. Uh, I, I don't know if Celso is okay with that. There was a little bit of a of, of, of Twitter chat about him being offered to Tigres by the representatives or whatever. So I'm not sure about that. We won't get into it, but Cranevitor looked really good. And I, I loved what I saw from him recovering balls. And um, and, all, and not only that, but he 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 knows how to pick his spots. Like he kind of knows where the play from the op- from the opponents is going. So he 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 picks his spot and, and steals the ball easier. And then Charles Rodriguez, yeah, I I think he had an, a a good game. Um, I won't say you know he stood out for me, but if he's if he doesn't stand out. It's 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 always good because he can stand out to be really good, which is okay, perfect for the fans. But if he stands out for being really bad, then yeah, that's not a good thing. But if he's just there, I think it's a good game overall for for the midfield for sure. I liked it. Yeah, so I'm looking at Kranovita's stat line. He had uh, 35 touches, two key passes, uh, four for eight on long passes, uh, one. You know, went four for eight uh, for his ground duels. He, I, I think the only knock on him uh, for this for this game, he had four fouls, four fouls committed. I think he has to um, tone down on that because you know you don't want to you don't want to risk uh, either you know two two yellows or, or a straight expulsion. I think that's something he has to work on. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was something that's you know that was I think. You know that was something that he when he came that was something of concern that you know he can it's like Vagnoni he can you don't want to be you know be committing fouls and, and putting you know your team in a in a disadvantage uh, by by you know re- again receiving two yellows or or straight red but yeah like like I'm I'm good with Karanavita I I I like the player um, really there's Either one, I'm I'm always good with Celso or Karanovic. They're they're both fine players. Um, Celso, you know, the whole issue with his contract. That's also another another discussion that people are having. I I don't know. It all the whole midfield. I think he. I'm good with. I'm good with just if he wants to go with these three uh, for the time being. If he wants to throw in Celso to these two, I'm good with that. Or if he wants to rotate Karanovic in with Celso Ortiz. Uh, but anything else you wanted to add from the midfield? Because uh, I think it was it was pretty much uh, Ponchito Gonzalez who, who was a standout of the three. Uh, but anything else that you want to add? Um, no, I think um, 
if 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 that's like a starting midfielder, if if midfield, yeah, if that's a starting like midfield uh, little team, I'm fine with it. I liked it, and just one more from Ponchito, one more from Charlie, not not more, but you know, be more consistent as yeah. they're not or they haven't been for a while. Yeah, I think if you can get consistent performance from both of them, uh, and and Ponchito to stay healthy, I think. I think I think that should be the recipe for for a good midfield, especially considering both are Mexican and they're not gonna, um, yeah. you know that's 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 important going forward. But um, just a just a quick question: what, what did you make of Jonathan Gonzalez getting back in? It's been a while since you know he's seen action. Um, I don't know. There's so many rumors about him departing, but what what did you make of him playing? I think it was like. I don't have his stat line in front of me, but what did you make of him? Probably, I think he probably played at least ten minutes or so. But but what did you make of his performance? Um, I th- I I I was just happy to see him back in the game. I think whenever he came in, the game was pretty much done. I wasn't really looking into what what um, players were were doing. I think also the context was just all different. You know, um, there wasn't really much to take out of it for me. So I was just happy for him to get some minutes. I mean, playing time is always fun and good for this type of players. Um, there was also more playing time for 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 some players that that we want to see more into and get into the rotation. So I think it was like just like the overall perfect per- performance. Um, just the the best, or it wasn't perfect, but it was way better than what what we've seen last year. So. Um, we'll talk about a little bit later, a little bit later on about what Javier Aguirre said because I agree with him uh, post game. So, but yeah, I think uh, seeing Jonathan Gonzalez in there just made me happy and wish I could see him play more in this team. Yeah, um, I mean, so many times it's, it's been you know so many rumors of him departing, but nothing ever, you know, nothing's ever transpired. So he's still with Monterrey and. We'll see. We'll see if uh, Aguirre can, you know, jumpstart his career again. Uh, but l- let's move up top. Uh, I think if you want to say that number 10 position, that, that, that attacking he made, uh, belonged to Avila Sutado. And then the double nine of Vincent Jansen and Funes Mori. What did you make of, the, of, of Aguirre going with the two strikers up top? I know he's done it or he relied on it sometime with uh, Leganes. Uh, before you know, they sold his two strikers, and eventually they got relegated. But it looks like he 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 went with that formation to start this um, this Clausura season. But did you were you were you were you content um, with the the two strikers, or what? What are where's where are you at with this formation? Because I, it's always a a lightning rod. Some people are are. Wanting to continue to see it, see where Aguirre takes it. Some of them are saying, you know what, no, just scrap it. Have one single striker. Where where are you at? Mm, I, I I mean I mean no. The reality is, I want them both to play. I want the two strikers formation, one hundred percent. But I don't know. I, I I want it, but I just don't love it. When I whenever I see it, there's always one that stands out. The most, I think that's pretty much normal. But I think it's a waste sometimes to have two strikers in there when we could have, you know, a winger, or another attacking mid, or whatever. Um, sometimes I do feel like it's a waste. 
but at the same time, it's a waste to have one of them in the bench. So mm-hmm. I'm all for the two strikers, and I'm all for Javier Aguirre trying to figure it out. Because if it works out, then it, I mean, look at those two strikers. They're absolutely beasts. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I am, I don't know, I'm somewhere between wanting to continue to see where he takes it and being in the, let, let's just have one single number nine, um, have either Maxi Mesa or Dorlan Pavon, whoever you want to have in there. Uh, whether it's a winger or another midfielder, but I'll, I'll give I'll get her maybe a, another game or two before I say okay, either you scrap it, it's not working, or you continue with it because he, he does need more time. I know I know some people are saying, well, we we they've seen enough to form an opinion, but that was under Mohamed, and I don't even think Mohamed had really an idea of what he wanted to do with the two striker system. He just wanted to throw out those players. Um, I feel like I get it has more of an idea because, like I said, he had he had two. You know, he started two strikers with Leganes uh, before. You know, both were sold uh, to I think to Sevilla and, and I think Barcelona. Uh, so you know, I get it has some type of experience working with two strikers and having an, having a plan for them. Uh, in contrast to 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 Mohammed, I don't think Mohammed ever had a plan. Uh, you know, he was he was stuck in his ways. He had his formation that he wanted to do do with, and and whenever you know it wouldn't work out, or you know the, the club was struggling, he'll go to that two striker formation. But it, I don't think it was his his first choice, or he didn't have really a plan in place to 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 try to see you know what to make of it. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll give Aguirre maybe two or three more games if I kind of form uh, a stable opinion on whether it should go or stay. Um, were you happy? Where, where, where were you with the attacking mid? Were you content with Hurtado, uh, or, or did you want to see Maximus in there? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the what that can be debated. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't. You know, I didn't have my favorite to say it that way to to play in that position, um, but I, I mean, I want Maximessa to to take that position and never let it go, because he he was bought exactly for that. You know, to be a starter week in and week out and 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 dominate. Because I mean, he has a talent. So um, I wasn't mad at it for this first week, but with the weeks, you know. Um, starting to move on with Javier Aguirre, Maximesa absolutely needs to be a starter, and and he doesn't need to be if he's not performing. But he needs to perform. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's why that's where I'm at in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, especially if Hurtado is not going to be here after this season, then I would like to see Maximesa to see what what he can do with this role if. if 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 you know if he can make it his, if not, then obviously that's going to become a a priority. But you know, I I don't know. I, I think I'm just more, you know, try to see if Maximessa can make this position his, like you said, because that's what they brought him here for. So we'll we'll see what goes on there. Uh, another thing before we transition to um, Aguirre's presser, the decision to sit or you know to put Bavon in the press box. 
really, really ballsy move. You know, in in the past, Mohammed would usually say, "Okay, everybody's healthy, Akilola, you're you're going to the presser. You're like, you're not suiting up today." Uh, you know, with Aguirre, it wasn't like that. Aguirre, you know, decided to to flex his power and say, "You know, Babon, you're going to the box, and you're not going to play today." Um, what did you make of that decision? I celebrated it. I think I liked it. I mean, if he saw what he saw, Aguirre, and decided Pavon wasn't the one to be in the field, then perfectly fine. And then maybe Pavon can show him next week that he should be then perfectly fine if he does play. So I'm trusting Aguirre in all these decisions because he just absolutely comes in without zero knowledge or with zero knowledge of all these players no relationships mm -hmm. nothing like that and you know i'm trusting him all the way then maybe we can criticize but for now for this first ones i mean what he, if he's if he's doing it it's because he saw something so do you think do you think pabon's gonna respond because i know in the past with um when Mo, when mohammed what what would bench him and he'd come off the bench He'd sometimes respond like you like I remember the last I think last year against Nick Jackson, like where he scored like a really spectacular goal scoring from yeah. outside the box. Uh, do you think you know, do you think he'll respond to to I guess I get his message if it is a message or do you think he'll say, you know what? Get me out of here. I'm I'm done. Um, and, and it just ends you know, in a in a ugly ugly like an ugly relationship. What do you think? What do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, I mean, what if 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 we go by what he's done in the past, he would respond, and 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 most definitely on the field, or that's the the you know the most probable thing to happen because he's shown it in the past. He's always done it, so I trust he will continue to do that, especially because I do think he wants to continue with Rayados and continue being a an important player. I don't think he likes being left out. But yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, if he continues to be left out, he's obviously going to want to leave. Now, Pavon obviously is an influential person in the locker room, so if we get him mad and, and he, start, he starts messing with the locker room, I think Javier Aguirre is, a, is, a, is the right person to have in, in that locker room. I think he can definitely help out if a situation like that comes around, but um, I think he will. I but but I don't think it will come to that. I do think Dorlampon will respond on the field. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens against the uh, American. Uh, eventually, you know, as as the, as the days come, you know, or as the match approaches, uh, we'll we'll see who who's you know the the two players that are going to be sacrificed because I think Nico Sanchez is back from his. Um, uh, his COVID situation. Uh, but let, let's transition over to um, Aguirre's presser because when you look at his comments, he comes off as a, as a manager that that lost 2 nothing rather than won 2 nothing. Yeah. He wasn't happy. Uh, he was he was he was content. You know he 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 had me. He he's he's happy with the result or he's content with the result. But the overall performance, he he. He he didn't like it. So, what did you make of it? Because I liked it. I I love that he. This is a guy that is striving for more. 
he he's pushing his players to not be content, not be like okay, satisfied with being just okay. Hey, let, let's let's keep pushing. Let's be better than just okay. Let's not let's not let's not just be in our comfort zone saying okay, we could have really defeated. You know, we could have really beaten the shit out of Atlas four nothing, five nothing. But instead, we only settle for two. No, let's let's push it up a notch. Let's let's try to get those five goals rather than, you know, settling for two, and just being okay. What, what did you make of, uh, you know, his comments of just, you know, it's I think it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air for everybody. Well, yeah, exactly that because, like like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, like I thought it was a really good game for Rayados. But yeah, if I compare it to what we've seen before, so uh, if this is a bad game for Javier Aguirre, then I'm loving it, you know. And I do think there was there's a lot of things to 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 get to get better at. But you know, it was the first game. I didn't really look more much into it. But if this is a bad game for Javier Aguirre, then we're in for a good time, I guess, you know. Uh, so I'm excited for that. For those comments, a lot of um, I hate when I forget. Uh, English words, autocritica, you know, a lot of looking in, looking at himself in, in the mirror and seeing, okay, we need to get better at this and this and this. Um, so I, I like that. And I do think if there was, I, I do agree that there was bad moments, but I think if for his first game, it was a good game. But if that's his bar, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, same, same, same. He is, he is, you know, Make, he's he's lifting the bar from just okay and average to no. Let's be way better than okay. Let's let's lift it up here, and let's see if we can reach it. Uh, which I think they can reach. I, this team is just too talented to to not to to just be okay, to just be be you know, getting by by Atlas. Like like it's good that that they didn't drop points because Monterrey last last year. They'd somehow be up to nothing, but they they'd fall to you know they let Atlas stay, hang around, uh, stick around, and they they eventually either draw two two or lose. Um, so it's good that I get her. Uh, is continuing to push this team to be better better than just okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that you wanted to touch on in this in this um, in this match? No, I mean it's the first game. Obviously, there's going to be some rust. It's not going to be, you know, well oiled. People, you know, this is their first uh, uh, real in-game competition. I know they had some some preseason matches to get their their legs warm, but you know, once the once it's all once the mar- you know once the games count, it's it's different. But anything else that caught your eye in this in this matchup? No, um, just just get better at scoring goals and not missing opportunities. Apart from that, I liked the overall. The overall game um so rompas is gonna you know do his uh you know segment he's gonna touch on some variety of topics uh we're gonna come back to wrap up this show we're gonna preview the uh quick or quick preview against america uh touch on uh what what we're looking forward to in this um 2021 clausura season and you know uh, just uh, touch on really quickly on the Raya last five nothing win against uh, Atletico San Luis, uh, but yeah, let's uh, toss it over to Rompas, and you know he'll give you all the goods uh, 
uh, that that usually he'll he'll provide. So enjoy that, and we'll be back. Hi guys, uh, welcome to another segment of uh, Rompas here in Royals Ninety Podcast. And uh, well, just to give you my insights on on a few subjects that were on the top of of everybody's uh, uh, feed this last week. Uh, beginning with uh, with one decision, the first big decision that Aguirre took on his uh, new tenure in front of, well, as a coach for Rayados, as we all know. Well, the first the first big decision was to give Hugo Gonzalez the captain uh, bracelet, and uh, well. There's a lot of mixed feelings and a lot of, of opinions with this situation because of what we all know that that Hugo Gonzalez uh, lack of of exactly what it takes to be a captain, right? Uh, at least on the on the big matches that we have we all have uh, have been witness of uh, mining the the final regia on 2017. And uh, of course the, the the last liguilla against Puebla. So that's the, the the situation is exactly that 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 to be a captain you need uh, aside of, of 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 the of the being a good player part or or to be more precise among other things uh, you should be able to have that. Uh, ability to connect with the rest of the team, to be the commanding voice, to be the one who talks to the referee, to be, uh, to actually be liked by the, by the fans. That's, that's the less important part you may say, but it is a part nonetheless. So this, this, uh, this decision stroke everybody as weird because of those uh, aspects of that that surround the, the 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 being a captain situation of of any team, no matter the sport, the the situation is the same. Uh, for me, I, I I took it as a boat of confidence towards uh, Uo because exactly of the situation that he has been going through. Uh, but let's be honest, everything that that Uo has been recollecting from the fans, from the media, he brought that on himself. We we are not responsible of whatever situations happen on the field for him. That's on him and on him and on him only. So that's that's a way for, for me to, to assume that Aguirre is just taking a stand saying you know what? I don't care what people say. I don't care what media say. I'm gonna do my own. So here you go, Hugo. Now that Nico was uh, uh, in the stands because of uh, of COVID, and Dorlan was in the stands because of his uh, Aguirre's decision, those are the two captains, right? So he 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 needed to make a stand, and uh, in in that. In that way, I kind of understand it. I don't 
share that opinion because I think that that's the opportunity to give uh, the, the bracelet to somebody who is who's more worthy of it, not just to, to, to give that out to, to whoever. But it is what it is. Um, fortunately, it wasn't needed last uh, Saturday against Atlas for the captain to be the captain like uh, he, he he wasn't needed on any on any bad call from the referee or or any situation whatsoever so it kind of transpired a, a good so it, it was no consequence for that but imagine if if there's something um, unusual or something uh, uh, that happened in the game meaning a foul being uh, missed called or, or, or a goal or I don't know something and the one who's gonna defend your side is gonna be Hugo Gonzalez uh, I mean he's gonna slip through his fingers uh, that's what I think at least and uh, the the other thing uh, that that caught my attention was the second decision from Aguirre which was having Funes Mori and Vincent Johnson in at the same time with the starting 11 that I think that it was the decision to make uh, him um, to, to try to see if that works if we are able to play with two nines in, uh, from the beginning or if it's gonna be about Funes Mori or Jansen so I see that the, 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 the way that Aguirre is trying to 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 get to that ideal starting eleven uh, by moving his pieces. Mind that that again the team wasn't complete, but for a lot of us, that's the formation that we we all would use, right? Um, so the the downside of it is that when it comes to the actual game. I didn't see the Jansen that, that that we all know. We we saw a a a Jansen that was a, a bit of lost. Um, he wasn't participating enough in the in the game, in the creation of of, of uh, offensive plays. Uh, he had only one chance to score, and I think that he, even though the pass was a bit um, a bit uh. Um, uh, hard, harder than it looked, and a bit uh, uh, difficult. It was a, a pass just outside the goal line. So those are the situations that Jensen has to take advantage of if he wants to stay on the starting eleven. Because Aguirre is not gonna think twice about doing what he thinks is best for the team, and if that means that. Funes Mori plays alone on the on the striking position as a nine. Aguirre is gonna do it, so don't have any doubts about that. That's the situation. That it's not that we are we are trying to force Jansen to play, but we all think that the the team at least when when we saw it with Turco Mohamed, the team was better when Jansen was in the field with Funes Mori. Um, I do, as a side note, I, I do want to appreciate it. There's a lot of discussion on Twitter, at least, 
on, on social media by that matter about who who's supposed to be better uh funes mori or, or jansen and uh the only thing that i can add to that aside of what i think is that i'm glad that we are having this type of discussions that you have two great forwards that a lot of people are fan of but let's keep in mind that you don't need to hate jansen in order to be a fan of funes mori and the other way around vice versa you don't need to hate funes mori to be a, a fan of of uh funes mori so well that's the 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 situation the that i wanted to plug in about that the 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 vincent funes uh um <laughs> talk and uh well moving on to the next uh subject which is not something that i usually do like have have an order and, and stuff like that but i think that it's time for a change so the next subject that i had in mind it was uh something that i i i've been a fan of of monterey since i can remember that's early 90s at least uh late 80s early 90s and uh, i've seen a lot of coaches uh have their their shot at the club um beginning with uh, pedro garcia back in the early 90s um uh going through Miguel Mejia Barón, um, Tomás Boy, Arturo Salá, Benito Floro, um, Hugo de León, Miguel Herrera, Daniel Pasarela, Víctor Bucetich, Ricardo Lavolpe. Uh, just to name a few of those coaches that I have seen on their 10-year hitting in, in Reals. And I... And I, I, I'm not gonna say. Well, yes, I'm gonna say never. I have never seen any coach have the self criticism as good as Aguirre showed me this last game. Because every other coach would have said the usual, like we won and we're gonna try to be better. Uh, but the main part is that we won. And, and and that's not the case. Aguirre went out and said, what are we always thinking? Which is surprising. It's surprised, surprisingly good to a lot of us because that doesn't happen that often. Uh, he went out and said um, he wasn't content with the, with the performance. We should have been more aggressive. We should have t t uh, taken advantage of of uh, the 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 one more man that we had on the field, we should have taken advantage of the of the ball. We should have tried to be more uh, daring, try to 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 attack more one on one. So basically, he said, "Yes, okay, we won, but we we could have won for with a with a larger margin, right? Right? Which is what we all thought." When I did the live after the game, that's what I was saying. I was okay with the win, but I did have that 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 uh, on on my on my mind that we we definitely could have done much better. 
meaning we didn't have more chances. We didn't create those those chances. It's not like we missed uh, 10 or 12 chances, which we should have not missed, but we should have created because we were playing against a, a heartless, soulless, mindless team as Atlas, which uh, not 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 to throw shots at them, but it is what it is. It, it was a team that is, it wasn't gonna present any any sort of of of, of uh, real challenge to a team like Rayados. Keep in mind, I do remember the whole 2020 wasn't the best year, but we do have the advantage of having great players and now a new a new manager. So it was supposed to be different. That's why I say that we all thought that we were going to win. I didn't saw anyone. I didn't see anyone saying that that we were going to either draw or lose. So the, the important part is, well, at least for me, is it, it, exactly that. That Aguirre was confident enough to go out and say exactly what he thought that happened or should have happened. Which is something that we all appreciate because it's not that often. I, I hope, I sincerely hope that when it comes to a loss, he does the same thing. And, and not just be the the Mohammed type that says, oh, well, we, we they only got two chances. Yeah, but they scored those two chances and you only scored one. So that's not an analysis. That's not a way to to foresee the, 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 the club in the present or in the future. So I really I really like that from Aguirre uh, in that in that uh, in that aspect. The, the self-criticism, it was really good, and I hope he stands on that, on that, uh, he keeps doing that, uh, no matter the result, because we all appreciate that. Even if you're, you're all for a team, like, like, I don't care if they lose or win, you're gonna appreciate somebody's telling you, this is what it is, and, and stop assuming any other things, right? So, shouts out to Javier Aguirre. Enormous, enormous decision to, to go out on the limb of any other coach and just say what it is. That, that, was, that was really good. And the last part, it's, um, it's a complicated subject um, because it involves a lot of people. It, it involves uh, something that, that not only Mexican uh, football is, is it's surrounded by, but the entire country is surrounded by, which is uh, corruption, breaking the law, uh, having their own way, uh, looking the other way, trying to take advantage of a, of a position of, of power. All of those things combined were, were thrown in, uh, uh, in a blender. <laughs> and what we got out, it was... Uh, a news reporter, I think the name is uh, Ibrahim. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the actual name. I'm really bad with names. Uh, but he 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 did a a coverage or, or or a report, to be more precise, about the ins and outs of of uh, the the 
the whole situation regarding players being especially foreign players being drafted to the Mexican clubs um, he was given numbers and evidence that there's these people uh, called well the, he he actually has the names of everybody I think it was Greg Taylor who's uh, the the CEO of pro manager uh, he was in charge of basically having a few managers uh, getting in all the players to the Mexican clubs and he also had coaches in his pocket why is this all important aside of the fact that it happens well among the along the, the, the names uh, of the coaches we saw Antonio El Turco Mohamed in there and uh, actually Rogelio Funes Mori was mentioned and Jonathan Cristaldo two players one he, he still is in Rayados which is Funes Mori he's gonna break all the records and the other one Cristaldo who didn't play much uh, but the situation here is this he basically the manager contacts the either the other team or the actual player and he says you know what's what's your your network uh i don't know in the case of funes i think it was um 2.1 million uh but euros not dollars euros so they come back and say to to the club like uh well the actual price is 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 this and they 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 say that about funes money was 3.6 which is one uh, uh one point plus uh million euros more and that's just to give you an example for instance uh sobis from uh he, he played with tigres uh, around that age that around that that time which it was 2015 uh he was worth two million, and he was sold to Tigres for four million. You, uh, that was USD. That was dollars. So they profit about a hundred, a hundred twenty percent each player, and they got to to be able to to put in uh, eighteen players uh, around the year 2011 to 2015 so that's just to to give you an idea of what actually happens i i know that it doesn't happen only in mexico but this comes in a in a time where for instance for tigres miguel angel garza was laid off under weird circumstances he was accused of being uh, an owner of of the percentage of the of the contract for Akelova, who who turned who turned out to be a Rayados player, uh, that was sold to us in well to Rayados in in eight million dollars. So it 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 confirms what we all suspected that, that this thing happens right but also raises a lot of other questions because now everything else seems questionable because it is what it is so 
For instance, if Mohammed was down to do that type of business, who knows what else? Now what Gargano said about Mohammed charging players to play, charging box a few more than a few dollars to play, now that begins to take a lot of importance again. Even though he uh, on the next day Gargano said that that he he wasn't uh, he didn't mean that he he was trying to say something else. He said what he said. Now that this comes out to light, it's gonna bring a lot of heat on the players that are mentioned and on the coaches that were mentioned. Now Miguel Herrera went out uh, yesterday and said that he has never been a part of that that uh, type of situations. But of course, she's not gonna say yes, I did it, right? So the thing is that I saw that a lot of uh, because this 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 uh this news reporter has been uh uh saying this and, and taking this uh this uh, coverage that he did out for a while now, and I have I haven't seen any any I call it established media media outlets uh, taking into consideration. Um, I just saw uh, yesterday, today is, for me is Wednesday, uh, when we are recording this, so yesterday, Tuesday, I saw the reporter on, with uh, Santiago Furcade on his, on his radio uh, show, Anti-Doping, um, and they, they went in. It was a great show. If you, if you have a chance, go go watch it. Um, but other than that, I haven't seen that guy being invited on on any anywhere else. And that's the main problem. That how can we address as as fans or or even the people involved? How can we address this type of situation if the big outlets are not able or are not willing to go with this? type of uh, stories because it's not suited for for everybody or, or it might or may not hurt somebody's interest uh, in, in this sport so for me it's like it has always been uh, if it is something to be condemned if it is a crime then I'm all for the conviction or at least for any uh, the parts that are responsible for something to be uh, at least reprimanded or reprehended or apprehended or sentenced, whatever the the case might turn out to be. So those were the the topics that I wanted to, to touch on. Uh, we're gonna continue to, to to. It's called el cartel del gol. I don't know if I, I don't recall if I mentioned it, but it's called el cartel del gol. You can look that up. Can Google it, uh, and you're gonna find all the 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 evidence that to support what what this guy was saying. Um, well, other than that, uh, it's gonna be we're gonna have two games here uh, in Monterey, which is gonna be America and then Leon. I really think that we're gonna win those two, so it's gonna be a great start for Aguirre. At least that's on paper. Hopefully that's the situation, so he can have more time to work with the team in a in a calmly manner. So, uh, well, follow me at Twitter um, on Twitter. 
at Rumpus is back. I just uh, launched my Facebook page, which I was uh, hesitant of, but I was kind of obliged to. So it's the same thing at Rumpus is back. Just give it a like or follow me there too. Uh, thank you to all my rompistas. We have just reached 10.7k on Twitter and we keep growing. Uh, big shout out to Rayo's 90 Twitter account, which we just have passed, surpassed the, the 4k uh, followers on Twitter. Being one of the most followed podcasts, uh, pages, Twitter accounts at least in Mexico. That's that's just a fact. Uh, a big shout out to Eddie, to to Pat also, and uh, thank you for listening, for sharing, for commenting, for uh, everything you guys do, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. And we're back, Pat. I know you were saying earlier that you know you really can't judge Monterrey because it's at last. Well, second game into the new season, you get Club America. That's gonna be okay. That's that's the real first test for 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 Aguirre in this new era. What are you expecting? I didn't I didn't watch um, the America game against uh, San Luis. I think they played San Luis, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I watched. But, oh, okay, so you so you can give more of an insight than I can. But what? What are you expecting from from America, and and how can Monterrey counter what America's um, trying to bring? Because um, you know this is this is I guess first test. Uh, granted, America did play you know probably one of if not the worst team in Liga Mekis in San Luis. Uh, but but yeah, what did you make of uh, America, and what do you think uh, Monterrey's gonna have to prepare for? Um. So yeah, like you were saying, this is the first big test for Rayos, but it's also the first big test for for America. I mean, they 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 got Solari. Solari wasn't even on the the bench for that first first game against San Luis. America really did struggle against San Luis. Really did struggle. The second goal came in for from a little bit of magic from Cordoba, but they they were struggling, and their their best player was Guillermo Ochoa. So, uh, I mean, if if we if we take in what we saw in the first week. From both teams, I think Rayados should be the favorite. Now, uh, it's different. It's different. It will be the first big game from Javier Aguirre. It will be the first big game for Solari. Um, it's just gonna depend, I guess, on who who can, because you know we've we've all we've seen America Rayados games throughout the years when both teams have been powerful and and they're always very competitive. So it should be a, a little bit of the same. I just think Javier Aguirre is, has already more of a hand with this team than what Solari has. Solari hasn't even was hasn't even been, been able to coach an actual game. I mean, he's been in practice and all that, but ha- hasn't had the, the 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 coach to be able to coach the um, an actual game. So, first big test for both teams, and Rayos comes in way better. I will even say that than America. What, what's your, not you don't have to get a prediction, but what do you think is going to happen? Are you, are you favoring a draw? Are you favoring a loss? Are you favoring a win? Because 
I think I think Rails can it can squeak out a win, just because again, if America struggled trying to get goals against the San Luis team, that's if I'm going by you know what they did in the in the Apertura season, it wasn't that good. Um, so it's it's like okay, you're, you're having trouble scoring against them. Now you got to go against uh, a defense where all four defenders are quality. What what way are you leaning? You know, we're recording on Tuesday night. What what, what way are you leaning early uh, into this week? I think if we look at like the my big my two big takeaways from Rayados and from America from Rayados was that yes, Real looked better, but we still we still struggle to get the ball behind or in the net. We still struggle with that, and then that's one thing. And then the other, and then you look at the other side for America, and Guillermo Ochoa was their better player, their best player. So that's gonna be, I think the 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 duel will be that can Rayos players f- finish their chances, especially with a guy like Guillermo Ochoa in front of them, because in 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 if we look at the whole general um, side of things, I think Rayos is definitely coming in better, but we need to put the ball. In the back of the net, and then just hope for not, you know, for a, for a, um, for an America like counterattack or something like that, which I'm not worried about as much because we got a, a great back line, like we like we said. So it's gonna be interesting, but I think that's gonna be the duel. Who are the two foreign players that you're sending to the press box? I would definitely repeat <laughs> what we saw the first week. I don't know about you, but. I think I would repeat that. I I I I'd go with Nico Sanchez. Um, I would. I'm. I don't know if I want to give the favor to Dorlan Paolo. You know, you know. I, I, do I? I'm I'm debating. Do I want to give him the favor? You know, to or the opportunity to like prove himself to say, hey. Don't don't ever put me in in the press box because I can I can do this I can do that, but at the same time I want him to like really get the message that he's you know he to not you know he's he's not running the club anymore he he he's just a player he's yes he's the captain but you know he he can't you know undermine a manager he can't be disgruntled and all that so. A part of me does want to repeat, you know, what 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 I get it in in terms of like who he sends to the press box. Obviously, Nico was more of a health reason, but still, now I think he's he's just you know, especially what I saw from from Vegas and and Montes. I think Nico should should head to the press box, um, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm debating. I, I I'm I'm gonna lean towards yeah. Repeat the same players. But I'm I'm debating between should should you send Akiloba or or give Bavon an opportunity to like prove himself or continue what worked for for him in the in the first in the first you know first fixture of the season and I'm I'm leaning towards that I'm towards of just hey continue what worked uh, in that first game so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and join you with that and I think you know repeat the same uh, two players who were out uh, Pat. 
We're in the new season, new year. What what are your expectations heading into this to this new new campaign? Because um, there's a lot there's a lot on the horizon, reportedly. Uh, but what are you looking forward to this uh, season for Monterrey? Um, well, I think we 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 should continue with the expectations. I know we didn't have the best 2020, but I think we should continue with the expectations being as fight for the title. Simple as that. There's a there's great teams in the league, yes, but Reyes is one of them. There's great coaches. Reyes is one of them. Has one of them. There's great players. Reyes has like. <laughs> In the top 10, they have a few of them. Um, and we should strive for that. Simple as that. Uh, and I expect that. I expect Javier Aguirre uh, to want to get to that. I don't think he's thinking, okay, let's get to Aliguilla and we'll, we'll go game by game. I think he wants to go to the final. I think he knows he can. And I think he, from what I've seen, what I'm, from what I've heard and all that, he comes with that mentality of let's 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 fucking win and that's how he talks so we'll talk like that <laughs> but yeah i think that's that's uh, as simple as that <laughs> uh okay pat you're gonna have to run so let me just wrap this up Rayadas um started their season uh with a five nothing win you had goals from uh diana Iwankelista, desiree monsevay daniela solis and two goals from Mylene aviles for the five nothing win against san luis um, I think their their next fixture. I don't have the date on my hand, but I think they place Nekaxa. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna dedicate some more time, you know, but we're, we're kind of time strapped with 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 you, Pat, having to 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 venture off, and you know, you got well, something to do. And, uh, and also, yeah, yeah, I, I I wish I could continue to talk, but also a great celebration from Christina Birkenrode, and I think it was Daniela Solis. <laughs> in that oh game. yeah yeah and, that gift yes that went viral <laughs> yeah i saw that yeah that was a really good celebration really 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 cool um, but for for rayas great, great start but you know we i think we, we i'm not a big expect- I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm not a big fan we I, we both said it you know we're not big fans of um uh Tito Becerra, and I don't yeah. know how he survived uh, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not big fans of him. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll 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 dive into them, and we have some plans for for coverage from from the women's side. But um, uh, anything else you want to add, Pat? Before uh, before wrap it up, uh, I know you got to go. But anything else you want to wrap uh, stay before uh, before we go? I don't think so. I think uh, we basically covered as much as. We could in this time that we recorded. I think there's a lot of hope. I, I know it's the first week. I know it's against Atlas. I know all of that. But I think there's hope. I think there's a chance that we can finally be the competitive team that this team should be and win the games that we should win and, and fight for the games that we should be fighting and not lose, like, and not drop a lot of points. Simple yeah. as that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, about it for my end. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, really quick minute. Uh, we we crossed over four thousand followers on the Twitter account. Thank you for everybody yeah. who's followed, listened. Whether it's you're listening for the podcast and and the gifts, or you're just in it for the gifts, uh, I'll I'll tweet I'll tweet a longer message. Um, you know when I tweet out this episode. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate everybody that's uh, come along this this journey. Uh, my the DMs are always open. Um, 
I'm always open to like any suggestions, any uh, any you know constructive criticism because I know like I know somebody mentioned that you know why don't we keep the podcast you know uh, you know from you know between forty minutes to an hour um, that way it's easier to digest and that's why I'm trying to keep it within that. So if you have any you know constructive criticism or anything like that 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 you know that's always going to be high, uh, really appreciated and like i said the dms are always open uh but again thank you to everybody that's followed etc cetera, etc cetera. uh i would make it longer but pat's got to go uh so for for myself eddie for pat from us uh again thank you for listening make sure to follow on spotify uh subscribe five star on, on apple all that good stuff uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Um.